I want to just call this message tonight, um, Basics of Marriage in Review. Basics of Marriage in Review. It's good to hear about the basics sometimes. Some of you that have been in this church for a long, long time, you won't learn anything new probably, but uh, it's good to review sometimes what marriage is about. Some of you are thinking about getting married. Some of you are not, but you will. And marriage has a way of sneaking up on lives sometimes. And uh, it's just kind of good to know a little bit what you're doing when you get into marriage. And it's a wonderful thing. Uh, I appreciate my wife. We've been married 43 years. And these were some things that helped us. Uh, marriage is a ministry. All right, right there. Some people get puzzled when you say that. Marriage is a ministry. All right, that's point number one. Marriage is a ministry to him, for you ladies, point number one. Marriage is a ministry to her, point number two, to you men. When you get married, you are going into the ministry. Uh, You have been given by God, another human being, uh, for the rest of your life that God wants you to take care of. It's almost like God wants you to take care of him for God. Or her for God. Uh, it was like the Lord saying to me, This is my daughter. Uh, she was my daughter before you met her, and she will be my daughter after your marriage is dissolved by death or the rapture. But in between, I am going to give you my daughter, God says, and I want you to take care of her. I'm going to give you my son, uh, your husband, and I want you to take care of him. Now, when you go to the book of Genesis, you have a book of what I call original intent. Original intent. Whenever a subject is brought up for the very first time, don't fly through it, but try to get out the original intent. And so what is the original intent in marriage? In Genesis chapter number 2 and verse Number 18, and the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make and help meet for him. Now that's old English. Uh, We might paraphrase that today by saying, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make an helper who is fit for him. So ladies, the original intent of God in making you was to help a man. That's the original intent. Now I know we have a lot of other voices out there today, feminism, humanism, and all kinds of things encouraging you to live a selfish life, uh, encouraging you just to think about yourself and, and no one else. But this, this is the Bible, this is the Word of God. And the original intent was that man needed a helper. Man needed a helper. Uh, God had said in verse number 18, it is not good that man should be alone. And that truth is pretty much true until this day. Uh, There are some men that are able to live a very successful single life. But in most cases, it sure helps for a man to be able to get married and have a wife. So the original intent 
was for a woman, and, and God made a woman, brought her to the man, as you read through the rest of the chapter, a chapter, and the word help. I want to encourage you ladies to really focus on that phrase, help meet, in verse 18. And then look at verse 20. And Adam gave names to all the cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not an help meet or fit for him. And so God put him to sleep, performed a surgery on him, and made of his bone and flesh a woman and brought her uh, unto the man. And the Lord superintended over the very first husband-wife relationship, uh, and he performed their wedding uh, there in the Garden of Eden, and they became man and wife. And so the original intent was for her to enter into the ministry and help him. Men need help. It is not good that man should be alone. Yeah, you can go ahead and laugh there. All right, they need help. And... um, uh, you were made to uh, to be that helper. In the book of Proverbs, I will read this uh, for you. In uh, chapter number 31, there's a tremendous chapter, ladies. The entire chapter is on what we call the uh, virtuous uh, woman. And uh, it says <clears throat> about his wife... Um, In uh, Proverbs 31, the heart of her husband, verse 11, doth safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good all the days of her life. Uh, And I want you to notice verse 12. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. So ladies, this is just a review tonight. If you're married to a man, God is expecting you to help him. To be his helper. Not to be his opponent. Not to have contentions with him, but help him. It's a tough world. It's a tough world for men. And it sure helps a man to have the help and the support and the encouragement of a woman, uh, his wife. Do him good and not evil all the days of his life. Who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies. Uh, Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. And so... That was a brief review, but if you read Proverbs 31, there's so much in there, ladies, uh, about caring for your husband and caring for your household. And as we learned this morning, when we were talking about love, love is not a selfish thing. It's selfless. Charity is the, the giving of yourself to others, to God, with no expectations of anything in return. And uh, so that's... Uh, some review for the ladies tonight. You are in the ministry. Your husband is your responsibility. Number two, marriage is a ministry to her. It says in our text here, 
in verse number 24, Genesis 2, Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Uh, Notice Jesus would say later, they are no longer two, but they are one flesh. They literally blend together their lives to be like one, to be like one team. Perhaps some of you have played sports before in the past, and you joined a team, and you blended into that team. You were no longer an individual. Uh, you were part of the team. You did what the coach said. You, you worked for the betterment of the whole team, not so much for yourself, but how can I help this team? And the same thing is true about a business or, or whatever else you might join. You, and it, that's how it is in marriage. The marriage is not two people doing whatever they want, living their own lives, but they blend together as, as one. And the husband has a responsibility of ministry, In verse 24, therefore shall a man leave his father and mother. That word leave literally means to abandon and forsake. That's how thorough this should be. A man should abandon and forsake his father and mother. Now that doesn't mean you don't help them in their old age and all that stuff. There's more Bible on that as you read on. But it means that the the divide should be so severe on the day of your wedding that you're no longer a mama's boy, all right, or a daddy's boy or anything. I mean, it's good to do things with them and so on, but, but God is expecting us to make a clean break, a clean break for our mothers and fathers and start a new unit called a family, a marriage. And this is the responsibility of the man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife. Now, the word cleave means to cling to, to stick to, to stay close to, to join to. And it is the, a, a word that in a picture is talking about embracing. Embracing and literally physically, um, there is something that uh, is, is very special about a man holding a woman. Uh, women like that until maybe the you know thing the relationship goes south or something and they you don't want anything to do with them but but in in a normal marriage where the, where there is love for each other there is something about a woman an emotional need being met by an embrace by an embrace much more than a man needs it she needs it and this is the directive this is God showing a man that he needs to minister. He needs to be thinking about his wife. He needs to be holding her. Maybe this is a review. you got to get back at it or something. And, um, but the bottom line of this is what, what God is trying to show us here in verse 24 is a, a word that needs to be very special in your marriage. And men, you need to remember this word. And that's the word Security. Security. This verse 24 is talking about how a man needs to walk away from his mom and dad and say, honey, you are it, and embrace her and hold on to her. And there's something about women, not as much today because there's so much independence and there's so much money flying around and everything, but there there has been something down through the ages, and it, it still applies to today, where a woman is looking for security. 
Uh, that's the only way I can explain some of the men that women have married. <laughs> Just, uh, I mean, there's just, uh, and, and you probably, you might be thinking about somebody now, and you're like, what did she ever see in him? And the answer is security. Security. Women like to be secure. They like to be secure. They like to have a man who will give them security, and that's what uh, they look for, and uh, that's what they love. So make her feel secure. Stay close to her. Hold her. Assure her that everything is going to be all right, and then do everything you can to make everything all right. And uh, I know that even when I'm driving, uh, my concern is for my cargo. It's my wife. Or if there's anyone else in the car, I'm thinking about her. And I'm trying to be a good driver. And so a lot can be involved under this number two ministry. And, and men, that would include like, you know, trying to financial stability, being wise with your money, uh, not being foolish. Um, and, uh, but I have to be brief. So number one, marriage is a ministry of a woman to a man. She or he needs you. Ladies, he needs you. You minister to him. Say, but what if I don't get anything back? Well, remember what we learned about love again this morning. Okay, love is this uh, selfless giving of ourselves to others with no expectation of return. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to stand before God someday at the judgment day, and he's going to say, well done. You did your part. He didn't, but you did your part. And there will be rewards for that. There's the husband's reward and the wife's reward in Colossians chapter 3. The reward of inheritance. To the wife who lives by the word of God, she'll receive an inheritance in heaven for that. The husband who lives by the word of God will receive an inheritance in heaven for being a good husband, being a good wife. So there's a motivation right there. Even if your marriage is never great, do your part as a wife. Do what the Bible says. Do your part as a husband. Even if you get nothing back in return, because there is an inheritance waiting for those who are wives or husbands, according to the scriptures. Now, number three tonight, and I guess just got four points about marriage in review, and this is something that has helped many people, it's helped me, and that's found in 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 23, and that is your partner that you're married to is three different persons. And if you can understand this, it will help you fulfill number one and two. Number one and two is be a minister in marriage. Now, if you understand this about the way God made us, this will help your marriage right here. You are married to an individual that, according to the scriptures, has a spirit, has a soul, and has a body. Your husband lives in three realms, spirit, soul, body. Your wife lives in three realms, spirit, soul, body. If you can understand that, you will know how to minister to them completely. Because if there's one realm where they're neglected, you're going to have some problems. So first of all, you're made as a spirit. 
that is the emotional realm. The spirit, with a small s in the Bible, is talking about an inner person who is the seat of our emotions, our feelings, our thoughts, our will. In other words, your husband has feelings. Your wife has feelings. They have emotions. They have thoughts. They actually think on their own. (laughs) They have a will. And you need to keep an eye on that. How is her spirit? How is she doing emotionally? That should concern a husband. How is his spirit? How is he doing emotionally? Men have emotions. They're a little better at hiding them than ladies, and maybe ladies in a lot of cases are stronger, and they live more, but, but the person you're married to lives in the emotional realm the emotional realm. If you're driving home one day from who knows where and it's hot out, it's 85 degrees out and and, uh, there's an ice cream place coming up and she says, "Uh, honey, you want to stop for an ice cream cone? Um, She's not asking you a question. And if you just say no and drive on like a man, I was asked a question, I gave an honest answer, let, <laughs> let's drive on. It, it has nothing to do with the, with the ice cream. It has absolutely nothing to do with ice cream. All right? She's thinking, hey, here's an opportunity for me to sit across from my husband, look in his eyes, talk about nothing, eat our ice cream, and spend time with me. Now, if he says, yeah, sure, honey, and he pulls right in, and that's what he does, she's going to go home thinking, wow, this guy is great. This guy, why? Because an emotional need has been met. He thought about me. And the things like, you know, flowers and the chocolate and the let's go out on a date every week. Let's schedule a date every single week when we go out to the restaurant, even if I break the bank doing it. We're going to go on a vacation once a year, twice a year. Where do you want to go next? That type of a thing that meets a need of the spirit, the emotional need. And it's the same thing with the wife ministering to the spirit. You've got to realize your husband has a spirit. He has emotions. He has feelings. And uh, you can't say things like, you know, why can't you be like the neighbor next door and fix this door or, or whatever it might be, you know, he might not be know how or qualified to do that or something, but you got to think about his feelings too. You got to think about his feelings. Uh, and so, a mo- minister, realize in marriage, you got to minister to the Spirit. Keep an eye on the countenance of your wife. God has given us the face and the eyes of, of, of people, and He's made it in such a way that we can read them. By looking at their countenance. I was watching a video recently of a guy and he's at the, I don't know what he was doing. He was, he was cutting up some, I think he was a chef or he was cutting, cutting up. She was behind him in the cabinets and they got this on tape. And he says, uh, honey, uh, I think it's time to diet. 
And you could see her, he's just, you know, he's just, uh, it's, it's time to diet. And all of a sudden, she stops and her whole countenance changes. I mean, she was happy. And she said, what'd you say? And he says, it's time to diet. It's time for you to diet. And now she's just, you can just see her turning colors. She's steaming. And she's starting to walk up behind them, you know, like jugs with the rolling pin. Remember that? <laughs> Some of you that just laughed or giving away your age. All right. And she said, what are you saying? And he turns her and says, you have said for a long time you want to change the color of your hair. And she had blonde hair, and he says, it's time for you to dye it. And then her countenance changed, and she was all happy again, because she had, she had blonde hair, and she had talked about going brunette or something, I don't know, like that, and he, he just said, it's time. You know, he didn't choose his words that carefully, but he said, it's time, so. We all have a spirit. Notice, second of all, we all have a soul. You are marrying somebody or you are married to somebody that, has, that also lives in a spiritual realm. Not just an emotional realm, feelings and thoughts and will, but also a spiritual realm. The soul is the spiritual. Your husband has the potential of knowing God. Your wife has the potential of knowing God. And you got to be concerned. You cannot leave God out of your marriage. You can't leave. You've got to have God in your marriage, especially in this day and age. And I, I personally don't have a problem with this because my wife gets up first thing every morning, gets her Bible out, and reads the Bible through several times a year from cover to cover and prays, spends time with the Lord before I'm even awake. And, but I'm, I'm keeping, I keep an eye on her spiritually. How is she doing spiritually? And uh, vice versa, your hus- if your husband, you need to pray for him, pray for him spiritually. It's amazing the prayers of a woman, the effect they can have on her husband spiritually without ever preaching to him. And uh, when, you, when you have the spiritual realm as part of your marriage... God is there like the glue. He's like the glue of your marriage. He just holds it together. And I like to uh, illustrate sometimes when I'm talking to couples that are getting married with a triangle. And you've got the husband over here. Put the word husband there, the word wife here. And they have a relationship with each other illustrated by this line. But then up here should be God. You've got to have God in your marriage. Don't try to make it without God. God was the one who created the institution of the marriage. Uh, he knows how to help your marriage. So this woman has a relationship with this man illustrated by this line, but she also needs to have a relationship with God. She needs to maintain two relationships in her life at the same time. She's got to work on that relationship with her husband, and she's got to have a relationship with God. The husband has to have a relationship with his wife and has to have a relationship with God. 
You, you have to, man. You've you got to know God. Now, what happens as they get closer and closer to God? They get closer and closer to each other. It's amazing how that works. But if they don't have God, they're going to get farther and farther apart. God can help you. You need to be saved. If both of you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, boy, you have an advantage. You need to be saved. You need to know the Lord Jesus Christ. But then you've got to maintain that relationship with God. You can't just go through premarital counseling with the pastor and say, yeah, we answered all the, you know, the questions. Now we're married. Let's forget about God. We can take this ourselves. No, you can't. You can't. You're going to do a whole lot better with the Lord. There's a third part, a third person you're married to, and that's a body. Your husband lives in the physical realm. Your wife lives in the physical realm. They live in the emotional realm. You've got to keep your eye on their countenance. They live in the spiritual realm. You've got to have a walk with God. They also live in the physical realm. And, and there's so much that could be said about the physical realm. And this is where I want to encourage you men to think about your wife physically. And, and I mean just some things that I have noticed as a pastor. How's your wife's teeth? Does she need some work on her teeth? Does she need to go to the dentist? How's her hearing? How's her eyes? She's had the same glasses for 20 years. Maybe it's time to say, honey, why don't you go to the optometrist? Let's, let's get your eyes checked out. Let's, let's, let's see if you can get some new glasses or whatever. How, how are you doing? How's your health? How do you feel? Oh, you got a pain in your elbow or whatever. But you get the point. She lives in the physical realm. Husband lives in the physical realm too. And the physical realm includes the intimate realm, which we won't talk about because of the, the uh, presence of children here tonight, but there is, which are sometimes vastly different. Vastly different, and there has to be a lot of give and take there. In the physical realm, because if that's not taken care of in this day and age of temptations, man, you might have some trouble. You may have some trouble. And so you got to be thinking about your wife and, and the physical realm. Her home is her castle. Can you fix something? Can you paint something? Can you, you know, hang a door or, or, or whatever? And, uh, you know, his physical realm might be the yard work, the garden or whatever, and you just, you just compliment him and uh, encourage him when he makes something, you know, just, just make him think like he's the greatest. But we live in a physical realm. And uh, I think I'm just going to stop there tonight, but there's so much more to marriage, but these are some things that need to be reviewed. Uh, all right, that... Number one, you're in a ministry. Husbands, minister to her as long as she lives, right up till death. Even when you get old and you're gray and, and everything, I love it when I see those old timers and the guys holding on to her arm and they're trying to go down steps and everything and he's just caring for her. 
going for their little walks with their canes and walkers. And it's just precious when they've, they've gone that long and they're still caring for each other. Still caring for each other. That's what we want. We want to aim for that. But you got to think about him, ladies. And you got to think about her, man. You got to. Oh, she knows I, they like to hear it. They like to hear it. They're not mind readers. In fact, they might start saying, how come he never talks to me? How come he never says it anymore? They're not mind readers. Minister to her, minister to him, ladies, and then understand, you know, I'm married to three different persons. We are made in the image of God. We're a trinity, every one of us. Every one of us has an emotional realm, spiritual realm, and a physical realm we live in. What can I do to help him? What can I do to help her? And by the way, learn how to live with yourself. The verse says, and I'll close with this, and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, completely. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless under the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Learn to live with yourself. Let God help you with your emotions. He that hath no rule over his spirit is like a city that's broken down and without walls. What a wreck a man or a woman can be if they don't rule their emotions. And God inside of you can give you power to be stronger emotionally. God will sanctify your soul. He can make you more and more spiritual because it's all about Him anyway. Get to know God. Get closer and closer and closer to God. And God will teach you about a love called charity that's so deep that your mate will benefit from that the rest of your life. As God's teaching you how to really love. And you start showing that toward her. And the same with your body. God can help you with your body. If you got addictions, Connor says that's enough. Connor's our newest out of countryside there. And he's had enough. So we'll call it a night. Amen. Praise the Lord. God can help you with the physical realm. If you got some struggles, addictions, habits or something, God, the Holy Spirit, the God of peace can help you with your I'm just looking at the clock. I thought they said 7.30, but we're going to go down earlier. We're just going to invade the place and uh, see. But uh, we'll have Brother Kyle, if he's here. I don't know if he's here. Um, We're going to just close singing. But there's some things to think about about marriage. If you're ever going to get married, we have a course called Marriage 101. We teach 10 principles of marriage. Some of these I talked about tonight. They'll help you the rest of your life. They're free. You don't even have to pay for it. But it'll help you the rest of your life. Sometimes if you're married and you say, boy, we've, we've fallen on rough times. You've got to get back to the basics. The basics. And especially get God back in that. He's amazing what he can do with relationships. I've seen God save a lot of marriages and, and help people that were, were struggling. Don't ever get far from the Lord. Where could I go but to the Lord? Let's turn and sing that song, page 859, then we'll go down, all of us.